my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. I am Angela Bowen. I'm going through all different Full House episodes according to like themes or characters and stuff like that. And one of the themes I started on June 21st, because it was the official first day of summer, is the Summer Fun Series. And I started that off with the Fuller House Season 3, Episode 1, entitled Best Summer Ever, to kick off the summertime. Last week I did Full House Season 3, Episode 1, entitled Tanner Island, and now I'm doing the two-parter... Season 6, episode 23 of Full House, entitled The House Meets the Mouse, part 1. And then, of course, also later this week, I will be releasing season three, F- season 6, episode 24, The House Meets the Mouse, part 2. As much as I would have loved to have put this into one episode, you guys know my episodes usually run either an hour and a half, sometimes just edging two hours, and I don't want this to be over three hours long. That is a lot. So, that's why I wanted to break it down. And that way I have plenty of time to be able to delve into, you know, I don't I don't rush through things. You guys, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you know I go into pretty good detail. I explain the story, you know, the scenes, the dialogue, my thoughts, all of it. So, let's, I'm on IMDb right now, and... I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Guys, I, I've been awake since, like, 9 o'clock, so I'm good. That's, I'm using that as an excuse. But before I delve into the episode on IMDb, see if, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, trivia. There's going to be, hopefully, user reviews. I love reading those off. They're just fun. But I'd like to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. Facebook page at Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Sorry, I've been drinking pop. I call it pop. <laughs> and also on Instagram at OMHC, which stands for Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, Full House, Fuller House pod. And Twitter at OMHC Full House slash Fuller House Pod or at OMHC Full House. Also, if you'd like to email me, I would love to hear from you. You can do so at OMHCFHFHpodcast at gmail.com. And just to let you know right off the bat, I have not been to Disney World. I would love to go someday. I would have loved to have gone as a kid, but. Um, my version of Disney World came in the form of Michigan's Adventure and at one time, uh, a place called Pleasure Island. (laughs) And, um, I'll tell that quick little story real quick. Um, it happened when I was like seven or eight. My dad and 
my sister and my uncle and my dad's youngest brother, we all went to Pleasure Island, which is, you know, nearby in um, Muskegon. And <laughs> I remember my sister Nicole was in charge of watching me and everything. My dad and uncle were off doing whatever, probably looking at ladies or whatever. <laughs> but the eventful thing is what took place as we were leaving the park. And what's funny is my Uncle Ed told this story, and it's a part of the story that I didn't, re I remembered some of the story. <laughs> um, but he told it as at my dad's, you know, visitation, you know, that before the funeral and everything, we were all telling stories about my dad. And of course my grandma's like, let's keep them tasteful. So we're leaving the park. My dad brought a, like a little, you know, lunch pail cooler thing to put like sandwiches and everything. Well, we got in the car and we're driving towards the exit and my dad <laughs> left that cooler on top of the roof of the car. Didn't realize it. The cooler falls off. The, of course it's going to fall off the roof. Spills open. And here's the part that I, I remember my sister like getting up because we're right near where people are coming in and people are, you know, heading out. I remember my sister like moving her arms trying to direct traffic. But the part that I didn't remember that my Uncle Ed recalled was my dad was scrambling to get those sandwiches back into the cooler. And my uncle was like, Tom, seriously, there's a Mickey D's just up the road. And my dad's like, well, I can't ruin the, I can't leave these sandwiches, these good sandwiches here that I made. Like, dad, <laughs> typical dad. <laughs> oh my God. Dang, what is with the flies? They're like monstrously huge brundle flies. That and the mosquitoes due to all the rain drive me nuts. But um, yeah, that was a story about my dad. Um, the first time I went to Michigan's Adventure, I was seven. I went with my aunt and uncle and her kids. And I remember, I think you had to be a certain, you had to be an age, not even so much a height, but an age. And I was like the oldest. I turned like Maybe I turned eight. No, I turned seven. Because uh, I was living with my aunt and uncle, and we all went there and everything like that. And after that, I think just about every single year, every single year during the summer, we all went to Michigan's Adventure. It was a fun, fun time. Jeremy and I actually um went for our one-year anniversary, but after that, it's like, I'm not really into this. Standing in line for over an hour to get on a ride when it's like 80 some degrees outside and the heat is just like beaming down on you is not. Ugh. Yeah, I'd say my amusement park days are done. Actually, at my work, they're giving away like a raffle for Michigan Adventure tickets, and I kind of said, like, I think my days are done with that. <laughs> All right, let's read the synopsis. The family takes a trip to Disney World where they each encounter their own form of disaster. Danny cannot propose to Vicky without being interrupted. Jesse and Joey do a radio broadcast live from the bottom of a shark tank. Michelle gets to be princess for a day and delights in torturing DJ Stephanie and Kimmy by riding the carousel for the thousandth billionth time. Ugh! 
I say after the second time, I'd be like, okay, Michelle, I don't care that you're princess for a day. We are going to be doing other things. You guys are older than her. You need to take charge. I would have ripped that crown off her head and said, hey, you're just Michelle now. How funny she's princess for a day when Danny calls her, has always called her his little princess. This episode's got a 7.2 out of 10 rating based on 166 rating. It was directed by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, Dennis Rinsler, writer, and Mark Warren, writer. We got some connections, the Oprah Winfrey show, Stephanie Wisecrack's Women Who Hallucinate in Theme Parks on the next Oprah. Child's Play, Stephanie says, yeah, right, and Chucky was just a doll. Home Alone, counting everybody on the way in, Danny asks, wait a minute, where's Macaulay Culkin? Aladdin, Disney World staff dressed as the, Disney World staff dressed as the characters from Aladdin, because Aladdin had come out in 1992. We got one piece of trivia here. DJ sees Steve, Scott Weinger, as Aladdin in the parade. Scott Weinger was the voice of Aladdin in the animated Disney movie Aladdin. Here's a goof. When Jesse and Becky get, it's a plot hole. When Jesse and Becky get married on Valentine's Day or near because of the hype, Becky had put on having a romantic wedding on Valentine's Day. Then later on in season seven in The House Meets the Mouse, actually they're wrong at season six, The couple is celebrating their anniversary when clearly it is not Valentine's Day. Well, it's not like they'd be able to up and just go to Disney World on their anniversary. And it turns out that this works out that Jesse is going because his band is going to be performing there. Not only that, Stephanie does reveal it's, we're on, you know, school break or something, so... I'm guessing it might be a winter break, maybe, because I thought that we see in the house that it's kind of decorated for Christmas, like they just had Christmas, which isn't there a Christmas episode in season six? I think there is one. Yeah, because it's before Steve goes off to college. What episode is that? I'm trying. Uh, A Very Tanner Christmas, which is... Uh, episode 12 of season 6, and this is episode 23, so... I wouldn't have kept those decorations. But then again, maybe they filmed these out of order, for all we know. They might have. Alright, we got two user reviews. One was made March 25th, 2019. It's got an 8 out of 10. The place where dreams come true. I adore the magic Disney brings. If this took place in the regular location, both parts would have been lame. Jesse's band doing a concert in Disney World prompts the whole family to go. Danny wants to propose to Vicky, but keeps getting interrupted. Joey and Jesse do the radio in a shark tank while Becky waits for her husband. DJ misses Steve. The biggest plot involves Stephanie getting fed up with Michelle, always getting what she wants. We are too. Michelle gets crowned princess for the day after doing an Aladdin game but is not a good princess. Stay tuned for the next part. Oh boy, this one, it's got a 1 out of 10. This one is from May 26, uh, 2009, entitled, Full House Goes to Disney World. In the sixth season, Full House went to Disney World. This was part of a mandate set forth by Disney, who had then purchased ABC and required all their family sitcoms 
At the time, Family Matters, Roseanne, Step by Step. I believe Boy Meets World also did go. To, Corey went to Disney World because that's where. What is? I didn't say Disney. Okay. Um, Topanga was there, so. I've never seen the Step by Step Disney, but Step by Step by Step, I believe, is on Hulu. So is Full House and Perfect Strangers and Family Matters. So you guys want to get your TGIF fixed? If you don't got Hulu already, guys, seriously, it's like $11 a month. It, that's like next to nothing, and you get so much cool stuff. I like Netflix, too, for Fuller House and Stranger Things, but I'm thinking once those two are done, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to... I mean, I might... I really don't watch Netflix that much outside of those two shows. I really don't. But anyway, let's do episodes where the characters go to Disneyland or Disney World. Mostly it was Disney World, which was bigger and making it easier to film scenes. Anyway, so Jesse wants to take Rebecca for their anniversary, but it wouldn't be full house unless the Tanners went along too. They bring Kimmy because, well, there was no reason at all for her to be there. But because a minority of fools in the audience loved her to pieces, she became the schlep along. Okay. <laughs> so they go to Disney World, and instead of staying together, they go off on separate routes in order to include separate plot lines, which is a good idea, but it was executed poorly. Mainly because a trip to Disney World can't make much of a story. They go to Disney World, they're there. Everybody knows the place, so you don't have to explain it. What could they do that you could possibly build a story on? Having no choice, I guess the writers had to try, and I assume this was the best they could come up with, proving that this series of Disney episodes were nothing more than commercials for the park endorsed by our favorite shows. Shameful market campaign, but back to the episode. So, what thrilling misadventures did the Full House gang embark on during their stay in the Magic Kingdom? I'll tell you, predictable, cliche, and ridiculous. Staying true to the show, but just painful to watch. Jesse and Joey do their stupid radio show at the bottom of a lake. Why? It was not a lake. Okay, it was not a lake. Lake. It was like a ginormous aquarium type tank. It was a tank of water with a shark in it and fish and a big bubble where they. That was interesting. How they had that radio equipment down there in that bubble and nothing got wet. And Jesse and Joey are wearing wetsuits. How did they get down there in the first place since they were so, well, since they were so afraid of sharks? Well, Joey's afraid of sharks, which I'm not surprised. That sounds like that could be a common fear if you're going into water that has sharks in it. That's uh, that a really pointless scene. Danny tries endlessly to propose to Vicky, but each and every time he's about to pop the question, he's conveniently interrupted by various inexplicable situations. It's as if someone's waiting for him to ask before they jump in and interrupt him. Fate's a beep, ain't it? Ain't she? But the biggest and probably worst plot line in the history of show involves the girls. It is the most predictable, in caps, moment in television history. You could see this coming 500 miles away as the girls go down Main Street. This guy on an Aladdin float says whoever can rub the giant lamp and make the genie pop out will become prince or princess for a day. And will be granted three wishes. Gee, I wonder who that's going to be. Naturally, the random kids in the background don't win, so Stephanie is about to try when Michelle pushes ahead of her. DJ's like, it's not like she's going to get it. Where have you been? 
So, well, you know what happens next? What an insult to the audience. Look up predictable in the dictionary. There's a passage from the scene in there, I swear. So, Princess Michelle bosses around DJ Kimmy and Stephanie, who automatically obey and follow her around anyway, grumbling about it. They ride the carousel 30 times. <laughs> and whenever they object, Michelle has to remind them she's wearing a princess crown about and her grotesque mugshot is posted everywhere throughout the park. When did they take her picture and how did they manage to post it up around a place as big as Disney World so fast? Whatever. So they decide to ditch Her Majesty, leaving the spoiled brat to run off and disappear. When they see her gone, they become afraid that maybe something awful happened to her. Weren't they just saying that they hated her? Why should they care? This is almost done, thank goodness, this review. <laughs> Stephanie continues to let a six-year-old get to her as she sulks back to the hotel. She tells Joey about the matter, and old Gladstone tells her it was actually her own fault. Gee, I'm sure she felt better after that. It was her fault Michelle cut ahead of her and won the stupid prize. I guess it was also Stephanie's fault Michelle ran away and worried everybody half to death. Joey's really a bozo in this one, but then along comes Michelle having a change of heart and advocates her crown to Stephanie, allowing her to be in the parade. And as an extra incentive of humiliation, her whole family and Kimmy get to be in the parade. And how feel foolish they look. But our story has a happy ending. Like a true Disney film, Danny successfully proposes to Vicky and we assume they are to be married. After such a structured setup such as this, it was to be expected, but for some reason they call it off next season. WTF! This episode was a waste, just an excuse for the cast and crew to get a free trip to Disney World. And nothing but a one-hour commercial for the park. Like I said, the writers didn't have much to work with, and I'm sure they tried, but the episode still sucks. It shouldn't have been made. Well, this person, whatever. They, like I say, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, honestly. So, <laughs> yeah. That person, good for you. You don't like the episode? Well, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Before, one last thing, guys. One last thing. <laughs> I will kick myself if I forget this, and I don't want to forget it because I posted it. And it's not fair to you if I post something about a trivia question and I don't give you a proper shout-out on the podcast. The question is for this episode. What is the name of Jesse and Joey's radio show? We got three people who got it correctly. Bolesh answered Rush Hour Renegade. You are correct, ma'am. I hope it's a ma'am. Uh, person, fan of the show. You got it right. All that retro shows. Rush Hour Renegades. All right, you got that right too. Alright, we got one from one of the Facebook pages here. Monique Wanamaker, Rush Hour Renegades. You got it right. You are correct. Congrats. You, uh, my gift to you for this episode is you get to go up on stage with Jesse and the Rippers and rock out on stage singing the Hippie Hippie Shake. <laughs> for getting it right <laughs> alright okay finally closing the book on the trivia questions on all of that 
let's finally get into this episode with the cold open. And we open up in Nikki and Alex's room. The lights have been turned off. Jesse is saying goodnight to the boys. And you notice that being that there's still they do not have the race car beds yet. We will not see that just yet. What they have is their cribs. And you know how the cribs have, like, the sides that you can actually, like, pull down a little bit? Their sides are down because, obviously, these kids are going to get up and wander and go out into, out of their bedroom to uh, interrupt Mommy and Daddy's uh, happy times. Jesse closes the door. He's out in the living room now with Becky. They're up in their attic apartment. And she is wearing a multicolored flowered dress, but she's got a choker with, like, a little metal heart. And I gotta say, I'm not into the choker thing. I mean, the only choker I think looks great is uh, Ryan Atwood's choker from the pilot episode of the OC. That is the only choker I will actually accept as okay. Stephanie actually wears a choker... In the episode where DJ gets a ticket. So I'm going to play this clip as uh, Becky kind of raises an eyebrow like, oh, I can't believe we're actually alone. And she sets her legal pad and paper on the end table by the couch. And Jesse wastes no time going over like, <laughs> likey, likey. So, Becky suggests they get a little more comfortable because they're on the couch. Like, hey, the bed's right there. Let's just go over to it. And as soon as they plop on the bed, guess who comes running out of the bedroom? Nikki and Alex. Boom! Door busts open. They are like little... Go the Goober twins are just... Boom! They are there. They are jumping on the bed with Mommy and Daddy. I really like their... This might be Jesse's little setup for, or, or it could be Becky's little um, bureau setup with all like the, the hair accoutrements and stuff like that. I'm not sure, but I like this print. It's got like a, it's um like a tiger print on, um, I cannot think of it. What is it? On like a little mini, on a three drawer dresser. I, oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. I want that. I know other people probably think it's tacky, but... So we got one twin dressed in blue plaid. The other one is dressed in red, white, and blue plaid pajamas. So you can kind of tell them apart. And they're both barefoot. Like, yay! You know those kids were... I, I don't have children, so I don't know what the stress is of trying to put a child to bed. People probably say, hey, it takes a really long time. Like, it takes usually their bedtimes around this time. But usually it takes an hour or two. You gotta read them a story, get them ready for bed, get them into the bed, and hope that they'll eventually drift off to sleep. And actually, once they're into bed, that they hopefully stay in the bed. So Becky's like, How did you two get out of your cribs? 
And, of course, Jesse makes a joke about, yeah, I bet they went over the wall when the guards were away, and they, like, turned their diapers into ropes to climb down. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. And then there's a cute little cold open. Sans Michelle. It was just the twinsies. Oh, the house isn't decorated for Christmas? What's wrong with me? Of course it's not decorated for Christmas. Why did I think it was? Oh, because Michelle comes in wearing this little, like, green and red Merry Christmassy type dress. I'm sorry, but you can't think of red and green together and not immediately think Christmas. It looks like Vicky's kind of stayed the weekend there, like she probably does when she comes to visit. And the cab's outside because we hear the cab honking. Vicky's got to go. Danny's like, oh, I really wish you didn't have to. And FYI, I have the window open and the street gets a bit of traffic. Now that it's summertime, we're just like um, a walk down from the beach. And one road is being constructed on right now, so... Notice, like, and we got a traffic light that does not stay green for very long that a lot of people start to line up. It, like, like, a block away, and you can see cars already lining, like, right in front of our house. But anyway, so. But not only is Michelle dressed in a green and it's got, like, a hem of red on the bottom, but Stephanie comes in dressed in all red, and I'm just thinking it made me think of Christmas, even though it isn't. So, he wants to say goodbye to Vicky. Of course, you have Stephanie and Michelle coming in. They got it like a Russell Stouffer's where you get all these different chocolates, and the girls, of course, this is going to be a theme throughout this two-parter episode, or at least this part where Michelle and Steph are constantly fighting over who gets the last chocolate, who gets the seat on the plane, who gets to cut in line in front of whoever for the Aladdin, uh, you know, contest thing with the rubbing of the lamp. I think this is very rude. Vicky's leaving and these girls can only think of themselves in a gross cherry candy. I mean, if other people like the cherry cordial, that's great. Um, my grandpa was a, a, a big fan of that. I actually used to, um, for Christmas, I would get him a box. I'd wrap it up. And after he passed, he passed away in 2014. I have a hard time looking at those Queen, those Queen Anne's chocolate cherry covered can, uh, candies. Because it always makes me think when I would buy him a box and everything. I think one time I got him dark chocolate and milk chocolate. My grandma would be like, oh, you don't need to get him that. And it's like, but I'd been doing it for years. So Danny has to step in to quiet them down because there's only one cherry candy left and they both like it. I think Jerry, Jeremy's a fan of the cherry uh, chocolate things, too. Of course, he's like, well, one of you will get this. The other one's going to get the nut cluster. But give me the nut cluster. I love those things. That is the one I go for all the nut clusters in the Russell Strofers. I know they, like, have, like, a, a like a rice, like, Kit Kat flavor type. You know, the, like, the, um, the crackle type thing. That one. That one's good, too. The one with caramel, like the turtle one, oh, so good. But the cherry, I'll be like, nope, here, Jeremy, you can have it or it goes in the trash because I don't want it. <laughs> I usually do that if no one else wants it. It's like, okay, well, these that I'm not eating, I know that it's very, very wasteful. I know, but. 
can't feed it to the cat, can't feed it to the rabbit or hamster, in the trash it goes. So I'm going to play this clip as the girls are arguing, and Danny, of course, has to step in and say, No, stop fighting. We have a guest. Becky is leaving, and I am heartbroken over this. Please. There are more important things in life than candy and cherry cordials. Everybody but Derek. <laughs> it bugs me how he always gives Michelle. He gives in to her every single time. You know that she's his favorite aside from his oldest DJ. And poor Stephanie gets the shaft because like, oh, well, one of you gets the cherry and the other one will get the nut cluster. You know what, Stephanie? You can handle nuts. Here you go. And, of course, <laughs> Stephanie's like, thanks, Dad. Punish the one with a good digestion system. Because Michelle's like, nuts make me gag. No, they don't. Ugh. For once in your life, can you tell your daughter youngest no? At one point, Michelle's about to say, like, I get it because I'm the youngest. That means nothing, sweetie. Nothing. Meanwhile, this cab driver is waiting, probably got the meter going. Like, you take as much time as you want, but I got this meter running. I'm surprised he doesn't eventually just up and leave. So Vicky's like, I really gotta go, honey. She kisses Michelle, Stephanie, DJ, Steve, and Kimmy. And slams the door behind her, only to realize, oh, I forgot to kiss someone else. And Danny is right there as she slams the door in his face. She, oh, honey, I'm sorry. And she kisses him. Of course, you know, it's on the lips. No tongue, no tongue. I don't think they kiss with tongue on the show. I'm pretty sure they don't. They might. I mean, he, he had her there for a weekend, you know. I'm sure they had their time together, so. Poor Danny. I feel bad. I mean, he sees her probably, what, a couple times a month at best? And the thing is, we always hear about her coming to see him, but does he go out there to see her? You got plenty of people to watch the girls. You know, you can't use that as an excuse. And Danny's kind of sitting on the front steps there, just like moping. Like, oh, she sees more of the cab driver than she does of me. And then Kimmy's got to get her dig in with, well, you know, he is better looking. <laughs> Michelle's like, Daddy, do you love Vicky? And he, Danny answers by putting Michelle on his knee and kissing her and says, yes, honey. Yes, I do love Vicky. says, I love her very much. And of course, to a kid's mind, it's like, well, that's pretty simple. You love each other, you get married. That's the next step, right? Well, there are a few little steps in between the I love yous and the let's walk down the aisle together. But to a kid, they're not going to even understand that. Like, you love someone, you marry them, right? It's like, well, honey, it's not that simple. First, I'd have to ask her, and then, you know, I mean, she'd have to say yes. And she's like, well, gee, that sounds pretty simple to me. 
Yeah, when Jeremy proposed to me, he was going to um, ITT Tech at the time, and he said, like, he needed my help with something. Like, you want to go with me? Because we were going to, you know, s s stop there for a second. Because at the time, I think he was also, you know, working as, as an intern there as well. But we stop at this jeweler's, and he's like, here, you wait in the car. And I had no idea. I, I didn't know. And he, he comes back with a little bag. He's like, well, my mom will really like these earrings that I got her. <laughs> and he pulled out this box, and he looked at me, and he said... I think the question I want to ask you is, will you be my wife? And I said, yes. There were no tears involved because we had talked about, you know, wanting to get married and stuff. We'd been dating for over three and a half years. But it's like, yeah, I remember then, you know, that, you know, he proposed, I think it was December 22nd or 23rd because we had went to my sister's. We always went to my sister's for like Christmas Eve because her birthday's Christmas Eve. And I was showing, you know, the ring and everything, so. <laughs> so, yes, Jeremy proposed to me in his car. That same car we're going to be looking into um, getting rid of. we got to get him a new car. He's had that car for 16 years. He's had that car before he and I actually got together. So I'm going to play this clip as Steve's like, yeah, come on, Mr. Tanner, go for it. If I wanted to marry somebody, nobody in the world could stop me. And Danny looks at him like, <laughs> you want to bet? <laughs> really? And Steve immediately bets down like, oh, I mean, um, a concerned parent, of course, would have a say. <laughs> come on, go for it, Mr. Tanner. If I love somebody and wanted to get married, there's nothing in this whole world that could stop me. <laughs> yeah. Except maybe a concerned parent. Alright, so yeah, we're up in the apartment again, and Becky's on the couch looking at Jesse's laptop slash word processor. <laughs> he comes rushing up, he's got big, big news, he's like, Beck, guess where me and the Rippers are playing? And she's like, let me guess, Disney World? And he's like, who told? And she said, no, honey, your agent just called. And, you know, she gives him a hug. And Jesse sees that she's a little morose. She's a little sad. And he's like, well, well, I thought you'd be happy for me. And she mentions how, you know, with their anniversary coming up, that she was hoping they'd at least be in the t same state, the same time zone, and be able to actually spend time together. I'm going to play this clip as he surprises her with booking the honeymoon suite, which, cool, cool. Guess what I'm playing next weekend with the Rippers? Disney World. Someone squealed. No. Honey, your agent just called. Congratulations. Well, honey, you don't seem very happy. Well, it's just that on my anniversary, I'd like to be in the same state as my husband. Yes, that is exactly why I booked us in the honeymoon suite. Both of us? Uh -huh. Together. Yeah. Oh, sweetheart, this will be like a second honeymoon. <laughs> oh. Exactly what I had in mind. Well, wait a minute. What about Mickey and Alex? You think they're like taking a bath in a heart-shaped tub? <laughs> well, not Mickey and Alex. You know, I'm thinking, why don't we leave them home with the family? I mean, as I recall, if we want to make more kids, we're going to need some time alone. Oh, but I don't really miss the boys. Me too. Where are the suitcases? In the closet. So, of course, Becky's concern is about the boys. What are we going to do about Nikki and Alex? And Jesse says, well, why don't we leave him here with a family? Because at this point, he doesn't know that the family is actually going to be coming along with them. 
And he's like, look, we want to have more kids, right? We're going to need... Last night was a preview of what we're going to get if we get the honeymoon suite and we got the twins with us. They're going to be climbing into the bed with us as we're trying to make another child. So let's leave them here. And, of course, Becky's like, yeah, but I really miss the boys. And Jesse's like, yeah, you know what? Me too. I'll go get their suitcases. Joey comes up. He's like, guess what, Jess? You guys busy? No? Excellent. Guess what? The Rush Hour Renegades, we're going to be doing the radio show to help promote Jesse and the Rippers while you're down in Florida. And he's like, uh, no, you're not. Thus, now the whole family comes up like, guess what, Uncle Jesse? We're coming to Florida with you. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, yes, we are. Apparently it's a school vacation. Uh, what type my year is this supposed to be? This is going to be between, I'm guessing this is after Christmas and before Valentine's Day. Because it's not summertime. Oh, no, no, we were just saying, you know, we're spending way too much time alone. Great, then you're going to love this. Jess, I'm coming to Florida with you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I talked to the radio station and they agreed to send me so we could do our radio show from there. Plus, they're going to broadcast your concert live back to San Francisco. Huh? 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 That's funny, Joey, huh? but uh, you're not going. Uncle Jesse, Jesse, coming to Florida with you. No, you're not. Yes, we are. It's a school vacation next week and wake up San Francisco's in reruns. So Dad's taking all of us down. No, he's not. Yes, yes he is. is. spending every waking hour with you. I'm afraid the Tanner family budget's already been tight. Oh, no problem. My folks have a standing offer. They'll pay for any vacation I take, as long as it's without them and I stay over on a Saturday night. I get the window seat on the plane. No, you don't. Yes, I do. If I don't sit next to the window, I gag. Mm. I thought nuts made you gag. Two things can make you gag. So, Stephanie says it's school vacation next week. So this has got to be, I'm guessing it's a midwinter break because unless it's like right after Christmas and they still got that week between after Christmas and New Year's when they head to school, or it could be, when is midwinter break? That's like late February, right? It's got to be because you know that the first week in April is spring break. That's what that's what I'm going for anyway. And Joey apparently talked to the radio station into broadcasting the concert for Jesse and the Rippers back to San Francisco. Okay, good for you. Probably think, hey, what better way than to get more publicity than to have one of our radio show hosts who's got a band that's semi-successful? Let's broadcast that from Disney World back to San Fran. Of course, Kimmy's like, yeah, Mr. T, thanks a lot. And Danny's like, you know, Kimmy, as much as we love spending every waking minute with you, every hour, every minute of every day, uh, Tanner budget's a bit tight. So Kimmy's like, oh, I'll go you one better. My parents have decided that they will pay for any trip I take as long as it's not with them and I stay over on a Saturday night. 
her parents are so neglectful. I mean, they were going to fly her out to Pittsburgh for WrestleMania 6. And they did take her to Hawaii, like, once. So maybe they're not 100% neglectful. Maybe, like, they're neglectful 25% or 95% of the time. Michelle, of course, is already like, I'm gonna get the window seat on the plane. And Stephanie's like, no, you're not. And she's like, yes, I will, because if I don't get the window seat, I'll gag. <sighs> Michelle's already getting on my nerves, and we are not even out of San Fran yet. Danny goes over to Becky and Jesse, who are sitting on the couch. He, like, puts an arm around each of them, like, the important thing is we'll all be together, one big happy family. And Jesse and Becky are like, oh, great. Of course, DJ and Steve's like, oh, except us, we'll be apart. And they're like, oh, I'm going to miss you so much. And he's like, I'll miss you, miss you much, so much, so much. And they're almost about to kiss. And I'm thinking, this is Steve's senior year of high school. He'll be going into college in season seven. So they really don't have a lot of time to really, before he, I mean, he will be going to college in California, so it's most likely in San Francisco, because he's going to go to a, he decided to go to a junior college, which is probably like a community college to get his grades up. So now we get a shot of the plane just before that day. He's like, all right, we got stuff to do. They probably got to get their tickets. They probably most likely got to start packing. All that good stuff. And we see a shot. I remember watching this when it aired. I swear, like, Michelle had some dialogue on the plane about something else that made her gag. And I'm apparently wrong because we go right to... Is that that Epcot Center? Is that that big, like, ball-looking thing? You know, that looks like, um, uh... Times Square, New Year's Eve, that ball drop thing, because it looks just like it. You can tell by my voice, I've never been to Disney World. We got some amazing aerial shots of the Magic Kingdom, and that might be the Epcot Center, I'm not sure. I better look it up, because I know you Disney heads out there are going to be like, It's not that! You're wrong! How dare you! Okay, so I was right on the Epcot Center, because I looked on YouTube, and we got the picture of the giant ball. And I'm sure you guys are like, how dare you call it the giant ball? We had a really awesome aerial shot of, like, the beach with some sailboats. Gorgeous, gorgeous looking weather. No rain there, no rain. I was in Florida with Jeremy and his family back in 09. And they talked about maybe going to Disney World. But I guess, like, the previous year or two before, like, they didn't have the greatest experience. So he really didn't. They didn't really want to go back, but um, we ended up going to Bush Gardens, and then I was, Jeremy was off on the rides. I didn't really want to go on the rides, because I'm kind of over that, so I'm like, well, I'm going to go look at the white tigers and the tigers and stuff, and I told him that, and for whatever reason, they couldn't find me. They didn't know where I was. I come back, and they're saying that Jeremy was really worried, sick. He was really, like, he wasn't happy. He was worried where I was. But I'm like, I just want to check out the tigers. I love the tigers and the white tigers. All right, so I'm going to play this clip as we got the family coming through. A lot of them are wearing sunglasses because it's bright outside. you got to wear those shades. I'm guessing they already checked in their hotel this time around, unlike in the Tanner Island where they're like, we got 15 minutes to check in after we spent 
a good 20 minutes taking pictures of our, each other with our cameras and also getting our little lays from the hula girls. off you know jesse and nikki and alex and becky which is always funny they're always with jesse is usually always with nikki and of course becky's always with alex because this i think they they love both their kids the same equally mostly but they definitely favor the twin that each of them named i i, I get that even the episode where um the kids get sick when they're infants and Jesse's like, oh, it's all my fault. I took Alex out without a hat, and now he's sick. And, of course, Becky is like, honey, you took Nikki out without a hat. Or even it's Nikki is the one that he is potty training first. So, yeah, he definitely favors. I, I feel he kind of favors the one twin. He loves them both, but he kind of favors the one he named over. So... Danny's like, okay, we got this, 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 and this person coming out the door. And Michelle's like, oh, no, he says, where's Macaulay Culkin? Well, let's see, in 93, what was Macaulay Culkin doing in 1993? Let's find out. Did anyone ever watch that Saturday morning cartoon of his called Wish Kid? There's only 13 episodes of it, but I do remember it being on. So, 93, The Good Son, he was... Probably working on that. When did the good... I thought the good song came out in the fall. Do I have a release date here? September 24th. Alright, I was a month off. Nutcracker came out in 93 as well. I bet that's a Christmas release. Is it a Christmas release? It came out November 24th. Wow, I am way off on these release dates. Let's see. Dangerous, the short films, 1993. Kid in black or white video. In 94, he played Timmy. In 94, he played the Page Master. He was in an episode of Frasier? Really? I've never seen Frasier, but I would love to see him being in an episode. He played some kid named Elliot. I think Frasier might be on Netflix. I gotta check that out. Richie Rich was the last movie he did. Theatrical film. He played Richie Rich. And he didn't come back until 2003 in Party Monster, which I've seen it. Guys, that movie's not that great. <laughs> it, it was the big comeback of Macaulay Culkin. So, who comes strolling up? We got Donald and Goofy here. And, of course, Michelle takes it upon herself to introduce, like, Hi, Donald. Hi, Goofy. I'm Michelle Tanner. She says that in a way, like, you should know who I am. I'm the Michelle Tanner. 
And she brings up the fact, hey, maybe we can have a tea party later, which is funny because that does come back. So Joey takes it upon himself to insert himself in between Donald and Goofy. Like, hey, yeah, that sounds great, guys. We can have a tea party, invite Mickey and Pluto and Minnie, and you'll drink with their little pinkies in the air. And meanwhile, uh, Donald and Goofy just are like, Almost like a clockwise finger, like, who's this dude? He sounds like a dum-dum. He looks like a... Joey is dressed in a blazer and a polo shirt, but he's wearing khaki shorts. Who thought that khaki shorts and a blue blazer, in Florida, mind you, where it's probably 90 plus degrees out... So Jesse and Becky take the twins over to meet Donald and Goofy, and I love how Jesse is so, like, he's gushing, he's so starstruck with them, like, oh, we like your movie so much, you guys are great actors. And Nikki and Alex are dressed in the same tan blue striped shirts, but... Alex has the tan overalls on, and... Nikki has the blue ones on. So gotta bring the twinsies over and have them kissing Goofy on the nose. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, and Jesse's like, oh, the twins, they're big fans of yours. And you know, I am too. I mean, we've seen all your films. You guys are just absolutely amazing. He says, I really love your work. <laughs> so we got Joey, Jesse, Becky, Danny, and DJ all wearing sunglasses. And Nikki's kind of waving bye-bye, but it looks like Alex has already had enough time in the sun, because he looks like he's ready for a nap. He's just, he's got his head kind of on Becky's shoulder, it's like, oh, buddy, you look like you are ready to sleep. That sun, walking around in that sun, and they just came out of the hotel, like, ten minutes prior. So you probably come out from an air-conditioned hotel out into the sun, you're like, Ugh. Just like when you come out of the air-conditioned movie theater and you go out into the hot sun, or you're in a grocery store and come out into the hot sun, and that wave of heat just hits you, and you're, like, dragging, like, I'm gonna melt. Okay, I'm gonna play this clip. Danny is pulling a Tanner Island saying, hey, since everyone wants to do different things, I've created an itinerary, not the clipboard of fun, but everyone pretty much, as he's handing out, he's like, we're all going to do everything together, because everyone's got their own things. The girls want to go on the rides. Jesse and Becky, you know, they want to do stuff for their anniversary. He's also got stuff with, you know, the radio show, and he's got to rehearse with his band. Joey knows an animator, and he wants to check out the guy's work, which is, yeah, I can't wait till we get to that, because that is kind of cool. Yeah, I've drawn up personalized itineraries. And everyone's like, oh, Danny, seriously? We already did this. And he hands them out, and everyone's like, do, I'm going to go do their thing. And they're all throwing them into the nearest trash can. Like, nope, bye. I got my own itinerary in my head on what I want to do. Jeremy and I don't so much have a real itinerary for our our trip in a couple weeks. We do have a, you know, a couple set places we want to go, and I definitely want to see if we can take, like, a, a limo uh, tour of uh, 
Dallas. I just thought that would be really fun. Because I've never been in a limo before, and that's one thing I want to cross off my bucket list. Other than that, I mean, we're going to go um, a couple other places. But other than that, we're just kind of checking the places out. Seeing where, you know, we're hoping to, to move to, you know, hopefully next year. So, yeah, it's just to scope things out and just see what Texas has to offer us. Okay, since everybody wants to see different things, I've taken the liberty of drawing up personalized itineraries. Oh. Hey, no need to thank me. Kind of enjoyed it. Listen, I'm going to meet an old friend of mine who's an animator, and uh, he's going to show me where the cartoon magic happens. Yeah, and Jesse and I have uh, our own plans for our anniversary, right, Hilly? Yes, we uh, we have our own plans, and we're gonna have a great anniversary right after uh, right after my re rehearsal. Rehearsal? Yeah, just a tiny little one. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. It just came up. Look, I'm gonna do the rehearsal, and then I'll meet you guys in Fantasyland, and then uh, we'll talk about a couple of uh, fantasies I have of my own. <laughs> All right, I'll see you in an hour. Goodbye. Bye, boys. I am so jazzed that Vicky's flying in to see us. Is he gonna ask Vicky to marry you, Dad? I, I don't know. You know, I've just I've been driving myself crazy just thinking about it. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna follow my heart and just bypass my brain entirely. I never use my brain. Trust me, after a while, you won't even miss it. Can't <laughs> miss what you never have. Daddy, when is the fun gonna start? Right now, sweetheart. Okay, does everybody have their itineraries? Yeah. All right, here we go. Follow me. So one thing that does kind of bug me, and Becky did pull the same thing when Jesse went to Tokyo because his song was number one in Japan. He mentions, because everyone's kind of got their own thing in, going on. Joey wants to go see an animator friend, and, you know, he's going to show him the animation work that he does. Becky and Jesse, like I said, they got their own plans for their anniversary. And, of course, Jesse's like, oh, yeah, right after my <coughs> rehearsal. And she's like, rehearsal? Jess? And I'm thinking, Becky, the primarily reason that he is down there is for a job. Now, you couldn't get your poop together in Tokyo and you were pulling the exact same thing. Or is this payback for when... In season two's finale of Luck Be a Lady, where she and Danny are hosting Wake Up San Francisco, they're, you know, interviewing Todd Masters, and Jesse gets all huffy about it and this and that. Because he wanted to uh, do a romantic thing with her, and she's, well, I'm here for my job. And it's like, but this is twice in one season that she's pulling this. Like, come on. You guys are going to be there for, what, a week? You got plenty of time. It's going to be all right. So, Jesse hands off Nikki to Joey, and they're on their way. As Michelle's like, Daddy, when's the fun going to start? He's like, right now, sweetie. All right, everyone got their itineraries? Everyone's like, yeah, we got our itineraries. So, he starts singing Zippity-Doo-Dah, and one by one, everyone is throwing their itineraries into that... Trash receptacle. It's a very nice looking trash receptacle, by the way. It's got like a plant on top and it's got like a really cool um it's made out, out of wood and it's painted white and it's really it just it's I like that. You know the height you know they pretty it up to hide the actual trash can is actually inside the thing. By the way, if you hear that noise in the background, someone's doing something outside. It's summertime, people are working on projects outside. 
be happy we don't hear any motorcycles right now. Ooh, it's that time of year. I tell Quinn every every summer. It's like, Quinny, those motorcycles are going to be out till like, maybe October, so get used to it. Now everyone's kind of broken up, and they have their own storylines going on for this episode. The girls, of course, where are they going to go? They're going to go for the rides. So first off, of course, they're checking out the Magic Kingdom. Michelle's like, wow, can we move here? <laughs> Remember when Stephanie wanted to buy Disneyland? Or was it Disney World? Because uh, she and DJ, well, DJ had put a silver dollar into the jackpot, jackpot at the Ali Baba Hotel Casino. They won the jackpot of 100000 and Stephanie's like, forget going to Disney World. I'm going to buy it. Or Dis- I think it was Disneyland. Which, isn't Disneyland smaller than Disney World, I think? Michelle's like, this is my- that's my kind of house. So Stephanie points off in the distance we don't see. She points off screen and says, hey, what's that? And then there's a long line where we see the Aladdin lamp seller. Not from the cartoon. But he's having... A contest to see who uh, can get the genie to appear out of the lamp by rubbing the lamp. Michelle's like, look at all the guys from Aladdin. And Stephanie is like, yeah, there's the lamp seller, Princess Jasmine. And DJ's like, Steve! Then the the camera cuts to Steve dressed as Aladdin when it turns out it's actually not Steve. That boy was wearing a fanny pack. Uh, yeah, it turns out not to be Steve, because she's like, there's Steve! And Kimmy's like, where? And DJ's like, it reali- she realizes that it's not him. Like, oh, um, in San Francisco. <laughs> and then the boy that goes up to rub the lamp, he's dressed all in blue, blue jeans and a blue shirt, and he's got a red fanny pack on, which I swear by the fanny pack, guys. It's a great device. You can put your phone in there. I'm bringing mine with me. I'm also going to have one of those types of, um, I'm, I don't call it a purse because it's not a purse and it's not a fanny pack. It's the thing that, like, with a long strap that drapes over, you know, across your, your chest and your shoulder and stuff like that, so. Plus, I gotta get a new selfie stick. The one that we got, like, a couple years ago when we went to D.C., you press the button, it's supposed to take the picture, and it doesn't do it, which totally sucks. So it's like, yeah, we gotta get a new one, because Jeremy, I'm 5'2", Jeremy's 5'11", so you can imagine how awkward our pictures are when Jeremy has to scrunch down to get to my height. Or he has to hold the camera way, way out with his long arm to get a picture of us together. Whoever invented that selfie stick was a genius. The lady who plays Jam- Jasmine's got the biggest black wig on. It so, so huge. So the lamp seller's explaining that whoever makes a genie appear will become prince or princess for the day. Be granted three wishes. Each kid gets at least, like, to rub it at least three or four times. I'm going to play this clip as now the girls are arguing again for the third time in a row about who gets to go up there.
Okay, that's at least ten rubs. cover this episode on their Full House podcast, and I get it, Stephanie is like 10, 11 years old, and Michelle is like 6, and they're both kind of fighting, the guy even who's, the the lamp seller is rolling his eyes, like, come on now, just one of you, I don't care who, just get your butt up here and rub the lamp, so that way you can go down and the next person can come up. Because they're kind of stalling the line, and DJ finally says, Steph, Steph, she's just a little kid. Come on. It's almost like saying, Stephanie, you're a little too old for this. All the kids here are between the ages of, like, five and eight years old. Like, let her have this. And Stephanie's like, fine, Michelle, you get your way again. And, of course, Michelle's like, thank you. So she goes up there, and, you know, the other couple kids are rubbing it maybe at least back and forth three or four times. She at least is up to eight or ten, like, rubs. Like, standing there, like, keep rubbing, keep rubbing eventually. And smoke starts billowing out into the sky. And they're like, whoa, as this huge genie appears. And everyone's like, whoa, baby. So, yeah, the lamp says, congratulations, little girl, you are the princess for the day, and you get three wishes. Well, she's already the princess of the Tanner House. Let's just make her princess of Disney World for the day. So we come back from the commercial, and DJ's like, isn't this amazing, Stephanie? Our little sister's going to have all her dreams come true. And, of course, Stephanie's irritated. And she's like, yeah, what else is new? Because Kimmy at one point is like, hey, Blondie, wasn't that supposed to be your turn? Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't notice. All right, let's hear her first wish. <laughs> Typical kid. I wish for world peace. Ugh. And Kimmy is like, boring. And she's like, all right, I got a real one this time. I'm like, ah, that, that, that. no, you already said you want a world peace. I can't grant that, so you have two wishes left. Sorry. says, I want to go on every ride and not have to wait in line, which I've heard there's something at Disney World called a Fast Pass, which you still have to wait in line for a Fast How much is a Fast Pass? So I'm looking it up. I'm getting conflicting things here about the Fast, fast Pass being free, about it costing $15. 
about you being able to use it to skip the line at three different interactions, so that's pretty... I mean, those of you that have gone to Disney World, probably even those that are planning to go to Disney World, know a lot more about that stuff than I could ever know, so... Yeah, he grants her wish. He wants to not have to wait in line. But that seems like something for a prince or princess of the day. That would be a wish is to not have to wait in line. All right, now we're going to cut to Joey's story where he goes to the Disney Animation Studio. We see a lady at a drawing board. She is coloring in Mickey Mouse. We do get as he's walking with his friend Mark. Is that this guy's name or is this just an actor? So the guy's name is Mark Henn, and he plays the animator. There's also Greg Manwaring. Ken Mary himself is a drummer. Peggy O'Neill is a waitress. And that's pretty much it. So Joey kind of goes on a little rant of like, yeah, this is like every comic's dream here. And Mark offers Joey something to drink. And Joey, of course, is like, yeah, can you get me, like, one of those big cups with a lot of whipped cream in it, and it's served by little, uh, mouse butlers. And the guy's just kind of smiling politely. It's like, would you like coffee? And Joey's like, yeah, coffee. Coffee's good. It's like, <laughs> I like how they have Mickey stenciled in different variations on the, on the wall there. Joey sits down at the animator's desk. Oh, there is a shot of... Uh, a scene from, it's almost like one of those lithographs where it has a scene from uh, the Disney animation movies. This one is of Belle when she's exploring the West Wing and Beast's room. He has that shattered mirror and you can kind of see her reflection in it. Also, the guy Mark must have um, drawn his own... Uh, picture or profile there because he's got a picture of himself that there's a couple hats one is like a dick tracy hat with a black band around it the other one looks like the hat that that crocodile dundee had worn there's also figurines up on top of the desk there is jasmine there's ariel i think i'm not sure that could be oh ariel and flounder like a picture of them and Joey just takes it upon himself to just start drawing. It's like, that guy's got his own system set up. And now, and I don't know how much of that paper and those pens cost, because they probably cost a lot. They're special animator pens. Granted, this is back in 93 when a lot of stuff was all, like, drawn by hand. Right behind Joey's head, we do get a picture of different variations of Aladdin's expressions. And supposedly he's supposed to think, oh, Joey drew this picture of himself, when actually, no, it's the Disney animators doing this. I like this little, it's it's a cute cartoon, he's voiced by Dave Coulier, he's got the Joey hair, and he also has, like, a hockey-type jersey, there's no name on it or anything, but it's got, like, um, a stripe around the wrist, and then, of course, it's a V-neck, and then it's got a stripe around, it's basically just a black-and-white photo. I really like that in season six, they finally cut off Joey's mullet. Granted, he comes back with a lion's mane in the final season. So Joey's just talking to this picture, and I'm surprised no one else is looking over their desks into his cube, the cubicle area like, who are you talking to? Even Mark comes back eventually with that coffee and a genie mug and asks, Joey, who are you, t who are you talking to? 
Yeah, he's having a full-on conversation with his cartoon self, saying, hey, when you get, you know, conked on the head, do you, like, see little birdies that fly around your head? And the guy's just rolling his eyes, cartoon Joey, and he's, like, filing his nails. And then he's like, here, let me show you some stuff. And he turns himself into a football, a basketball, a hockey puck and stick. Joey even puts his arms up like they're a football goal as, uh... It, it's cute. And the guy finally, Cartoon Joey, puts his head back on him, his body. And he's like, kind of like, oh. And Joey's like, doesn't that hurt? And of course, Cartoon Joey's like, yeah, by the way, do you got an aspirin? Joey's kind of giggling to himself. And that's when Mark comes back with a genie mug. And as soon as Mark comes over, it's like the spell has been broken. The drawing is still the weird with the large arm and the short arm on the other side. There's some... Is that like paint? It's like red paint and green paint. And like little... They almost remind me of like those um, condiment, you know, bottles. Like the red represents the ketchup and the yellow represents the mustard. So Joey, of course, just kind of shakes it off. Oh, nothing, nothing. I was laughing at nothing. Joey knows when to be funny and this and when to actually be serious. And Mark seems to be, like, a pretty serious guy. Like, he probably knows, you know, like, oh, I kind of wonder, like, maybe he met this guy, like, in college or something like that because Joey's into comedy and this guy's into animating. So maybe they had a couple classes together. Or maybe he met him, like, the guy went and visited, like, Joey, saw Joey at a show and they kind of started up conversations about cartoons and animating because Joey's a big cartoon head. And maybe he's like, hey, I'm an animator down in Disney World. If you're ever here, step down and see me. I'll give He gives him a tour of the place. Oh, there's a bell figurine that's all in yellow. Of course, Joey looks back at his drawing, and the drawing, like, gives him a big smile and a thumbs up. All right, next person on the list. we got to go to Danny. What's Danny doing? He, of course, is looking for Vicky, who's also going to be there. She's sitting at this fountain, and she's holding her hand out. She most likely has bird seed in her hand, because there is a bird there who's just, like, pecking away at her hand. Danny, of course, got his sunglasses on, looking real nice. He's got a nice suit jacket, a nice light blue buttoned-up long sleeve shirt underneath with a... You can see a little bit of the white t-shirt underneath, and he's just kind of looking at Vicky and just... He is so, so in love. And you know, Danny, he is the type that, you know, he's nervous. This is a big, big step to propose marriage. And now, all you Full House heads out there, you know, by watching the show, you know, sadly, this is not going to come to fruition. He will propose, yes. She will accept, yes. However, they have a very long engagement, at least most likely six months long. And they kind of stretch it out, but eventually she does take a job in New York instead of when she's been based in Chicago for a while since season five. And she's just so excited. She gets to be a news anchor, which is awesome for her. And it sucks. I will get to that that episode. I think it's going to be like um the episode of like breakups, you know, Steve's breakup. Danny's breakup with Vicky, Jesse and Becky breakup, and breaking up is hard to do. You know, stuff like that. So, but 
proposing is a big, big deal. I mean, I don't even think he has a ring for her. He's just going to propose. So I'm going to play his first attempt at proposing. There are at least three. Third one, of course, is third time's the charm. And he just says, you know, you're beautiful, seeing you with these birds. It's just, you're so kind and everything and gentle. And he he wants to pop the question. He's just trying to, he's starting on with, would you, would you? There's no ring. And he gets out on his second, would you? All of a sudden we hear like, da, 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 you know, uh, with a band here. I'm not even sure what country this is supposed to represent and I don't want to say one and get it messed up so I'm not going to but so he gets distracted and the whole time he's like would you would you well he one lady's got a hold on his arm she and Vicky's like would I what and I'm like buddy you should have shut that down the minute you saw that I said D never mind don't worry about it I'll talk to you about it later because you're trying to say, would you marry me, while all this noise and music is playing. It's like, nothing. Alright, now we're getting back to the girls in the next scene. It says, our princess for the day, Michelle Tanner. And we have a picture of Michelle's face. It definitely looks like one pigtail is higher up than the other one. So, we see a sign, like I said, when Michelle's face saying princess for a day. And... Michelle's leading them over to the carousel. When Stephanie points out, well, guys, wait a minute. No, Splash Mountain's this way. Michelle's like, I want to go on the carousel first. And Stephanie's like, come on, Michelle. I mean, seriously, I let you cut in front of me a line. I'm trying my best to handle this that you're being a brat. Give me this, at least. But Michelle is like, excuse me, do you not see this picture of myself with a crown on my head? That means I'm princess for a day and you'll do everything I want. When I want, how I want. And of course, DJ's like, look, Steph, what are we going to do? She's the princess. We're the only stepsisters. Let's just deal with it for now. It's like, fine, all right, give her this one on the carousel. But then we cut back to her, like, isn't this fun, Steph? And Stephanie's like, well, it was fun, like, five, six, ten times ago, sure. After the second time, I would have said, Michelle, I don't care that you're the princess. Right now, we're going to Splash Mountain. You need to be fair. And the reason that she is like this is because the guys have raised her to be like this. And... 
I know I'm not wrong in saying if Pam were still alive, granted the show would not be what it is today. It wouldn't be what it was. No way would Michelle be acting like this. She would not, this would not, this Michelle that we know would not exist. Because you know that Pam Tanner would have ruled that girl with an iron fist. Same way she did with DJ in season one, where D Danny's like, how would your mama handle this? Well, mom would have figured out what I was doing before I even got to the basement. But of course, she's the youngest. They give in to her. All right, now we're moving to Becky and the twins. She's watching both the kids because Joey's kind of doing his own thing. And they have this cute little setup, a little toddler type stores, because the door for the, it's Daisy's Cafe, and the kids are about as big as the door frame. And basically, you're not meant to go inside this, it's just a cute little town to walk through that's toddler sized. Oh, okay, so it's like uh, Daisy's Cafe, Duckburg News, which says 1928. And you got everyone kind of just peering in the windows. Because that's as good as it's going to get there. And Becky puts on this, like, Clint Eastwood, you boys are looking mighty tall for being in that tiny little storefront. So Becky bends down to her level as the twins are sitting there. And I think it's Alex who is, you know, he's excited and he's interacting with Becky. Nikki, on the other hand, I've noticed this every time I watch this episode, he looks either tired, he looks like he's on the verge of tears for some reason. Like, he just looks really sad and down in the dumps. Maybe the heat is getting to them. Becky, you really should have some water on hand or something on hand for the kids. Oh, I am, I am definitely getting a little video. Nikki, or either it's Blake or Dylan, but he looks, he's like... Like, he is about ready to cry. So Jesse surprises Becky and the boys, and he's got a surprise for the boys. He got them little Mickey Mouse hats. And I did look them up on the Disney store. They are, for adults, about $17.99, which isn't bad. But I see a lot of it has, like, the mini, like, headbands with the ears. Like, no, I would definitely want the hat hat. So he takes a picture of them, but unfortunately he can't stay because he has other obligations. So Becky, of course, is like, oh, honey, where were you? I was worried about you. Becky, he told you where he was? My goodness. I know we're in 93 and not in the land of cell phones just yet, but I think she's trying to make him feel guilty because he's down there for his job. Oh, Becky does have a fanny pack on. Okay, I was going to say. It's not enough to hold the little water bottle or maybe a couple juice boxes, but um, he does apologize. Like, look, I'm sorry. Rehearsal ran a little late, but I'm here now. And, of course, Becky reminds him, well, you also have a radio show to do. So Jesse's like, oh, that's right. And he's like, hey, how about this? After the radio show thing, I'm going to take you on a romantic cruise out on the lagoon. And she does say, you know, that's sweet, but, I mean, think about it. You have so many things to do. Even Superman couldn't pull off your schedule. So he tells her, pack a picnic, meet me on the docks, I will meet you there. Well, 
it's not like he's in Tokyo and he's got pages upon pages of an itinerary of a schedule that he needs to stick to. He's got two things. Band rehearsal's done. Gotta do the radio show, which isn't gonna be that long. The Living Seas. What is that? That's gonna be like a... That's gonna be where that thing is, the, um, where the radio show thing's gonna be held. Because he leaves, like, let me go do this. I'll meet you on the docks. It's gonna be great. Pack a picnic. So now, in a way, we're kind of combining two into one. We got Jesse and Joey and the little water enclosure where they're doing the radio show. It's like a giant clear bubble. Vicky and Danny are having dinner at the restaurant. So this is going to be coming up on attempt, proposal attempt number two. So I like this as kind of a quip about Jesse's hair as... She, Vicky's like, I can't believe Jesse would do that. And Danny's like, what, scuba dive? She's like, no, get his hair wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're in an enclosed bubble, so. So here's attempt number two. Oh, he brought a comb with him. <laughs> I can't believe he brought a comb. If he brought a blow dryer, they'd both be in trouble. Hi. <laughs> so he tells her, like, how you're funny and you're perfect and you're just amazing. And Vicky's like, well, could you call and tell my mother how perfect you think I am? We've met her mother. In season six, in designing mothers. Her mother is an uptight interior decorator who had to get her little hands into the relationship because she's like, Danny, if you're not going to marry my daughter, then what is she really doing here with you? Because she's just wasting her time on someone who's not serious about a relationship. Which, lady, um, what was her name? I don't know her name, but anyway, it's just like, ugh, really, your daughter's a grown woman. Let her deal with her own relationship. So he tries to propose again, takes her hand. Then there's a knock on the uh, the glass there. Who is it? It's Jesse and Joey. Of course, Jesse has to have a comb to straighten out his hair that's like just all wild and up in the water. I mean, <laughs> that's cute. So yeah, that was, he's like, would you, would you, and all of a sudden, knock, 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 and Danny's like, ah! So, yeah, that was failed attempt number two. Now we come back to the girls, they're on the carousel for the millionth time. Girls, you are older, you need to be stepping in and saying something. It doesn't matter if she's princess for a day, she's still your sister, you have a right to put your foot down and say, Michelle, we are not doing this. You need to stop. And she's like, isn't this fun, Steph? And Stephanie's like, yeah, it was fun the first ten times. Are you kidding me? Ten times? Girls, after the second time, I'd say, no more. We're done with the carousel. We've wasted. How many hours do you think they've wasted on that carnival? Unless, on, on that carousel. I mean, unless they're like, hey, let's just hang on here and stay on these animals. 
while they let, let people off and other people on. Like, no, the guy would have said, girls, you're done. You need, if you want to write it again, great, but you gotta go out and wait in line. Oh, this is interesting. We have, um, Kimmy actually helping Michelle down. And we get another supposed Steve sighting. DJ, are you staying hydrated? You got your Gatorade? You need to stay hydrated. Because she sees him as Prince Charming. And Kimmy and Steph are like, so far you've thought Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Mrs. Poppins, Mary Poppins or Steve. You need to get a grip on yourself. She's got Steve on the brain all day, all day long. This girl who's getting her autograph book signed by Prince Charming and Cinderella, she is wearing fuchsia pink head to toe. So apparently DJ thought Robin Hood, Captain Hook, and Mary Poppins all looked like Steve. <sighs> so they got Michelle's brattiness and then DJ's Steve hallucinations. <laughs> None of those girls are staying hydrated. DJ's like, all right, what's next? And of course, Stephanie's like, Splash Mountain. We, uh, It's hot out. Let's go get wet. Let's go get drenched in Splash Mountain. Of course, Michelle's like, uh-uh, we're going on the carousel again for the 11th time today. Like, uh, no, 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 no. We're done with that. If you don't like it, guess what? We'll go take you to Dad or Joey and you can go hang out with them. Because this is ridiculous. She's not there. Where'd she go? Michelle! She's gone! You better go tell your dad. Let me know how he takes it. <laughs> Kimmy, we just lost our little sister! Michelle! 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 Where are you? And even the girls are like, we've rode it ten times. We're done with the carousel, okay? Finally, DJ is like, alright. Us three need to have a conversation, as in Kimmy and Stephanie, and they're like, oh, I can't stand her. Why are we letting her tell us what to do? Really, you're the older kids. You need to put your foot down. It's gotten out of hand. So, of course, Kimmy and Stephanie start arguing when Kimmy calls them the ugly stepsisters. And DJ has to break up yet another fight. Like, hey, look, I will talk to Michelle. And Michelle, meanwhile, while the girls were arguing, Michelle's like, who needs them? And she walks away. The moment that DJ turns around and says, I will talk to her, like, Michelle, I, Michelle, where'd she go? She, boom, she's gone. And I'm just thinking, 
Call Danny. You alert security. Probably have to close the park down so no one can get in, no one can get out. And there is a search going on. Most likely, every single ride is going to stop. They're going to let people get people off. And they're going to close down the park while they look for somebody. How embarrassing for the Tanners. Not only that, but think about this. Michelle's princess for a day. How's that going to look? Oh, the princess of the day threw a fit because she couldn't go for the 11th time on the carousel. And she took off. They are lucky that somebody didn't nab her and put her in human trafficking or kidnap her and, you know, take her off and do things to her. That could have happened. Michelle is very lucky that the only thing she did was wander off to go hang out with some musicians. Finally... Snow White does find her and say, Sweetie, your family's looking for you. Where have you been? Now we come back to the restaurant. As Danny's going to try to propose, this is going to be, I believe, attempt number three. But before he can even get the words out of his mouth, there is a phone call. And he's like, of course there is. Like, and he's like, what? Michelle's lost? Okay. Ugh. And that is where we're going to kind of, things are going to end. And the episode kind of ends with the girls all, like, looking around for Michelle. And you know Disney World. You know that place is packed. They should have had people on speaker saying, Michelle Tanner, please report to this place to find your family. Don't they have... In the grocery store, when I was growing up, there was always somebody whose kid had wandered off to go look at the toy section while the parents were checking out. Then the parents are left up there after they've gotten their groceries. They're ready to go. And then they have to say, can you call my kid over the loudspeaker to, so that way we can go? How embarrassing for the parents. You know that that kid is going to get an earful when they get in the car, and they're probably going to be punished when they get home. Somebody else does. Ricky, I. Tanner, you have a phone call. Of course I do. <laughs> Figures. Hello? What? Michelle's lost. We'll be right there. the episode ends up with the girls all shouting Michelle's name and we see a to be continued on the screen. Everyone had to wait a week. I had to wait a week when I originally saw this to find out what's going to happen to Michelle. I was worried. I'm sure I was, Hey, there's a Dumbo ride, but I was worried. And that is the end of the episode. I don't really think too much of anyone's outfit stood out for me as far as best or worst. So I think the line of the episode I really like was Vicky and Danny. And she's like, I can't believe Jesse would do this. Danny's like, scuba dive? And Vicky's like, no, get his hair wet. So I really like that one. And I like where DJ says, Stephanie, she's just a little kid. And Steph's like, yeah, and Chucky was just a doll. <laughs> so how I'm going to release these, I'm going to release... The House Meets the Mouse Part 1, I'm going to release it tomorrow, the 4th of July. And then I will release The House Meets the Mouse Part 2 on Friday. So in Part 2, which aired on 
May 18, 1993. After Michelle runs away from DJ, Stephanie and Kimmy, when they get frustrated with her bossiness, the girls become frantic. Meanwhile, Jesse, or Rebecca gets fed up with Jesse, who continues to spend all of his time away from the family, and Danny struggles to find the perfect way to propose to Vicky. I mean, Jeremy, you know, it wasn't all flash, and it wasn't, like, at a baseball game with the net, you know, lit up on the scoreboard or the screen, and it wasn't, like, Danny-style with the fireworks. It was just something simple, but I wasn't, ex we had talked about, you know, wanting to get married, possibly the previous year, in 07, and I was not expecting it. I was not expecting a proposal when we just went and went for a drive. So that was, I mean, it should have tipped me off when we pulled into a, the jeweler parking lot. But no, when he came back and said, oh, my mom will like these earrings. I didn't think anything of it. So real quick before I go, there is a, when they were filming the episodes in um, Disney World, there was an issue with Jody Sweeten having to go to the bathroom. And, of course, everyone's there. Everyone knows the cast of Full House is there. So she had to go to the bathroom. And someone, of course, had to go in there with her to kind of, you know, keep an eye on things so it didn't get too crazy. Somebody followed her into the bathroom wanting to get, like, an auto. Some people were, like pushing their autograph books underneath, like, the stall she was in and stuff like that. That is really creepy and scary. And I thought they said that somebody actually... Okay, so I went to the Full House fandom website. What in the world is going on here? Uh, I got a little bit of trivia here. During the Walt Disney World Easter Parade, the cast gives a behind-the-scenes look at the taping of the episode, in particular, Jody Sweden and Mary-Kate Olsen. The hotel where the Tanner stay is the popular and pretty upscale Grand Florid Floridian Resort and Spa, the park's flagship hotel. Danny mentions a Macaulay Culkin. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Zippity doo dah. DJ's coming off with our heads as a take on off with their heads or her head. Catchphrase in Alice in Wonderland. Kimmy's ugly stepsister's reference, of course, is from the Cinderella movie. The scene where Michelle rubs the magic lamp and the genie appears was shot at Disneyland, not Disney World. Oh, okay. There are a few shots here and there between both episodes, which, for budget and time, were shot in California. Well, wow. I, guys, I'm learning stuff. I'm learning stuff. In the Full House series, creator Jeff Franklin discussed how popular the show had become by that time and how Jody Sweden came out of the bathroom at Disney World crying because some hardcore fans followed, followed her in. Let's see. Goof. In the opening scene where Michelle and Stephanie fight over some chocolates, Danny says, hold it, there are two candies here, okay? But when Stephanie takes them back and Michelle grabs one, you can clearly see that there are actually three pieces in the box. There are cameo appearances by Aladdin, Cinderella, Donald Duck, German Dancers, Goofy, Oompa Band, Prince Charming, Princess Jasmine. Alright, cool. But yeah, I mean, that really sucked for Jody Sweeten. I mean, you're there with, you know, your co-workers, you're having a good time shooting the show and getting to get a free tip, trip to Disney World and Disneyland. And some 
fans are so obsessed with you, they will follow you into the bathroom. Why couldn't they have at least, like, said, okay, while she's in here, nobody else is going to be in here. I know it's a public park and everything, and whether or not you can actually do that, but I think for the sake of, you know, her sanity and everything, or even, like, say, have a special bathroom, like, into the hotel, or maybe she really had to go and it was too far to get to the hotel bathroom, so it's like, come on, guys, be respectful, I know you like them, you like the stars, but give them respect, when you're in the bathroom, it's a private thing, it's a private space, nobody wants to be hounded for an autograph while they're sitting on the toilet, taking a pee or making a deuce, or if they have, Come on, I mean, if that if you were in her shoes, would you want someone coming into the bathroom and hanging out in the stall you're in and pushing autograph books? Like, sign my book, sign my book, as I sling it underneath the door of this dirty bathroom floor. Disney bathrooms, are they, I don't think they're that dirty. They're probably very immaculate, but. Yes, Friday I will release part two of The House Meets the Mouse, and then... Next week, I will be doing Come Fly With Me, and after that, of course, I will be on vacay for the week, and then I'll come back during the week of the 26th of July, and I will do It Was a Dark and Stormy Night, which is season seven's opener, where the girls all go to Camp Lakota. After that, in August, we have some birthday episodes of Full House. Stephanie turns 10 in Crushed. DJ turns 13 in 13 Candles. And Ramona turns 13 in the Not-So-Epic Party. Ramona's Not-So-Epic Party. Yes, I'm kind of doing those because it's my birthday in August. And then I will conclude the summer fun with the Season 2... Episode 1 of Fuller House, entitled Welcome Back, where they have a back-to-school and a summer barbecue. Which will then lead us into the back-to-school episodes that will be in September. October's going to be Halloween episodes in Full House and Fuller House. November's going to be the Thanksgiving episodes. And then just after Thanksgiving, I'm going to jump right into all those Christmas episodes from Full House and Fuller House, so plenty to look forward to, plenty to look forward to in the months ahead, so have a great and safe 4th of July, everybody. Be safe, please. Bye-bye.